Best-selling author Rachel Hollis is fielding accusations of plagiarism. We have the details. Plus, South Bend Mayor Pete Budahedge sat down to talk about his faith and a painting of Jesus worth $450 million is missing. It's all ahead on Relevant Daily. Relevant Daily. Hey everyone, Daz here. Welcome to Relevant Daily, where we bring you what's happening at the intersection of faith and culture. Those stories are coming up, but first, I want to tell you today's episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Whether you need a landing page, a beautiful gallery, a professional blog, or an online store, it's all possible with Squarespace. They have award-winning templates, customizable settings, even powerful e-commerce solutions, all without a single plugin. Right now, Squarespace is offering Relevant Daily viewers a special deal. You can head over to squarespace.com relevant for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your site, use the offer code relevant to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. I've personally used Squarespace for years. I love it. It's so easy, no coding necessary, and you'll find it super easy too. That's squarespace.com relevant. Okay, to tell us about all of those stories, here's senior editor Tyler Huckabee. Hey, Daz, how's it going? It's going good, man. Uh, I understand there's some some big news and uh, out of the Rachel Hollis camp. <laughs> yeah, the Christian publishing world is being has been sort of like slowly rocked by a, 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 I would say what's called what you might call a building number of accusations here. So Rachel Hollis became a very big deal very quickly in Christian publishing starting last year in 2018 when she released Girl Wash Your Face. It yeah. was the second best-selling book of the year on Amazon. It was very very popular and it's kind of a mix of like self-help talk and and motivational quotes and some biblical wisdom thrown in there too and the follow-up Girl Stop Apologizing is coming out later this year. But now there is some extra scrutiny on some of the things that she's saying. Yeah, I, I've heard that, you know, she's she's kind of been somewhat controversial for a little bit. But what exactly is this scrutiny focusing on? Yeah, so aside from possible theological qualms with what she's saying, and there has been some of that from different corners of the internet, which isn't that surprising, uh, there have been some accusations that she's borrowing pretty liberally from the the sentiments of other people without attribution. The first reports came from BuzzFeed News. They uh, analyzed some of her Instagram quotes in which she would post pictures of quotes in which she would pretty strongly imply that she was the originator of those quotes, which just wasn't true. Um, some of the authors that she has appeared to borrow from people like John Acuff, Robin Sharma, Tim Hiller, and Deborah Condren. Huh. Um, as, as you know, uh, social media is still sort of the wild west of attribution in a <laughs> lot of ways. Yep. Uh, there's a lot of sort of weird, uh, some of the, the quotes that she's using have some sort of weird, muddy origins, and, and sometimes they were changed just enough to be a, not direct quotations as much as sort of borrowing the ideas or sentiments, repurposing them slightly. So it's a little bit uh, fuzzy uh, how much you could call that actually plagiarism. But then uh, Caitlin Beatty over Christianity Today uh, took a look at her, the actual book, The Upcoming Girl, Stop Apologizing. And she found some more direct lifting of actual ideas from people like Debbie Millman on the Tim Ferriss podcast or Charles Duhigg's book, The Power of Habit. Uh, and those appear to be things that in standard practice would say you need to footnote, you need to have an asterisk by those ideas, which yeah. isn't the case as of right now. Wow. Uh, well, we're definitely going to track the fallout of uh, those details in that story. Uh, but I understand uh, we want to turn our sights to the 2020 campaign trail. Yeah. Uh, there are news from uh, Mayor Pete Budahedge's camp. 
<laughs> always love to talk a little bit about politics. The presidential <laughs> campaign is almost it's only a year and a half away. But Ooh, uh, yeah, yeah, Mayor Pete, as people refer to him, Pete Budahedge, he's the he's the uh, mayor of South Bend, and he sat down with Kirsten Powers over at USA Today to talk about his Episcopalian faith. It's pretty rare to see a uh, candidate give an uh, interview that's explicitly about his religious beliefs, but uh, but Buddha Hedge did here. He talked a lot about his belief in scripture, which he says leads him to care for the poor and the immigrant, the marginalized. He cited uh, two of his favorite Bible verses. One is from Matthew 25. That's the verse about the least of these. That's a very popular verse among what we are kind of broadly calling the religious left these days. And he also referenced Matthew 6, 5, which says, and when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. These are both very common sentiments among the religious left. Um, and I, I think that that's not, people won't be surprised. People who've been following him won't be surprised to hear that that's something that he's, he's motivated to do by his faith, but he's definitely setting himself up as sort of a contrast among other religious figures, particularly on the right, by trying to make himself a an ally of more marginalized groups like the poor and the immigrant. That's kind of neat. I I don't want to come off like, uh, you know, this is a a huge endorsement, but it is kind of nice to have a a 2020 candidate who is can quote the Bible apart from, you know, Philippians 413 or John 316. Right, right. (laughs) It's definitely a little more than the usual uh, head pat that politicians Mm -hmm. will give to Christians. He appears to have some real substantive thoughts and and some real biblical wisdom. Obviously, that is not necessarily rare, uh, except for it's a little more rare on the left that the the right is generally seen as the more explicitly Christian and has uh, obviously a vo- in terms of voters has far more Christian voters than uh, than they do on the left. But Pete Buttigieg is, is trying to stand out there, and it's nice to see that that can be diversified a little bit. Yeah, definitely cool. Uh, I got to be honest, I've been most excited to ask you about this story, uh, a mystery <laughs> involving a four hundred fifty million dollar Jesus painting. What's going on here? Well, it's even a wilder story than it sounds like from the headline, uh, but it does start with a missing painting of Jesus. Uh, this this painting was called the Salvatore Mundi, and uh, nobody's even quite sure of the origins of this painting, although some experts think it might be a da Vinci, and it was, it was supposed to be displayed in the Louvre Abu Dhabi. It was going to be a, a, a big new display that they were launching there, and then all of a sudden, the display was canceled. Uh, no explanation, no reason why. And people are now. The question is, where is this painting that is worth four hundred and fifty million dollars? Can't stress that highly enough. It seems to be gone. <laughs> now, this painting was last anybody knew owned by the Saudi Crown Prince MBS. He bought it a while ago, and then nobody's quite sure how it made it over to the Louvre Abu Dhabi. That's even kind of a mystery. Uh, but the biggest mystery right now is where is it? I, I cannot wait for the long form feature or movie adaptation that this is either <laughs> an insane art heist or like the work of some crazy like Dan Brown style cult looking to, you know, make some moves. <laughs> Nick Cage had to get it to look at the back to find a painting to the right. empty tomb or something like that. Yeah. Where's where's Tom Hanks when we need him? <laughs> That's awesome. Tyler, thank you so much, man. Thanks, Daz. Hey, to read more about those stories and everything else happening today, make sure to check out relevantmagazine.com. You can follow us all over social media. We're on Twitter at Relevant and on Facebook and Instagram at Relevant Magazine. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our print magazine. We'll be here every weekday 
bringing you the latest at the intersection of faith and culture. This is Relevant Daily. Oh, thank you.